that are vibhutis, for example, a certain type of descent of Bhagawan um, into the world in terms of powerful features of nature, for example, like describing the 10th chapter of the Gita. If you, if and when you experience those, they're very powerful and compelling, beautiful and awe-inspiring. So if you were to take all of those together, combine them and multiply them a million fold, a trillion fold, they would not compare to the experience of Sakshad Krishna Darshan. This is our idea. And of course, history itself is limited as a discipline in terms of arriving at the truth. Um, what I mean by that, of course, is that uh, it's often thought of being as very objective and whatnot, but it's, it's limited by, in terms of being a, a means of knowing, epistemologically speaking, it's limited history as a discipline by its sources. In other words, it requires sources from the past, whatever people have left behind um, that has been found, and uh, try to piece that together, so to speak. Um, and that method then of piecing together the sources is uh, interpretive in two, on two levels. It's, first of all, the information that we have, what people have said about themselves, written about themselves and so forth, is in itself an interpretation of their own times. And for that matter, there are probably any number of different interpretations of the times, just like in our times. People interpret them very differently. Hmm? Depends who you talk to, what the times are like. Um, so you're dealing with source material that's, um, if it's if it's written, and it's if it's about if it consists of people expressing themselves, well, you just have one interpretation that you're dealing with of the times. And then on another level, the second level, you interpret what that all means in terms of your own times, or the historian does so. So you have the limitations so by sources, you have a limitation in terms of objectivity because of the, the method itself of a historian is, 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 is sub, very subjective, as, as I'm explaining, it's interpretive. And then the final, I guess the final word in the historical method is the historical document. Hmm? But the historical document it's not comparable to the past any more than apples are comparable to oranges because one thing is a written document. The other is living experiences of the past. So the past and history are not the same thing. They may both be fruits, but they're different, different fruits. So it's not worth getting too worked up over the historicity of, uh, of Krishna's appearance, it's a big deal in Christianity, the history of Christ actually appeared, historically speaking, but uh, we, we're not so concerned about that. What we're concerned about with, of course, is, is the experience of Krishna hmm, from a modern historical perspective, somebody named Vasudev, somebody named Sankarshan had their names inscribed on coins and were, you know, currency of the of the day so they existed um 
Um, but we're interested in the experience of Vyas, Vyas's experience of Krishna, which derives, which is not an ordinary experience because his experience is through the lens of his samadhi. That means from a very controlled yogic mind. This is something that might give us a clearer picture hmm, of what's what's going on in a mind that's very limited in terms of its ability to focus even for a few minutes. Hmm. So steeped in samadhi, Vyasa wrote Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm. His, his interpretation uh, of, of Krishna. So this is our, uh, our source. And then we interpret that through the light of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates. And that in consideration of our own times from a Gaudiya perspective, of course, and then we write books about it, but those books are different than historical documents. Uh, they have some features that are similar, but some that are very dissimilar, very different. In other words, they're books that are written by persons, ideally, who have the experience as well of an eternal presence that Vyas experienced. And they write about it in such a way as to compel us and show us how to enter into that experience as well. So a few words about history as we speak about the history of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, which again is tied to the history of Krishna's appearance. Um, and that is explained to us, one, by Krishna himself, I suppose you could say, or, 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 or the record there in Bhagavad Gita, where Krishna says he appears yuga after yuga um, to teach dharma, to protect his devotees and establish dharma, which may involve dealing with the adharmic uh, elements of the world at the time. So uh, Krishna comes to the world. Mm -hmm. um, the emphasis there by our Gaudiya commentators is of course that he comes to protect the devotees, which means to give them the uh, experience of himself that they long for in separation, advanced uh, sadhakas. Hmm. He comes for them and there's, and there's few, there's few, few that he comes for hmm. in that regard. Um, we get some further insight from Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, who tells us that Krishna appears once in a long time, hmm once in the day of Brahma. And um, he shares the, the, uh, the uh, further the experience of Krishna, the personal experience of Krishna having appeared in the world. So he appears um, again, back to the Gita for his devotees. Hmm? But his experience, Krishna Das says, uh, he reflects upon after having uh, completed his manifest Leela, he reflects upon it. Mm -hmm. One of the uh, principal reflections is that I came to the world, I displayed my Leela, I played it out in human society, my human-like pastimes. I was able to collect a couple of devotees 
a couple of rishis hmm, who figured it out somehow hmm, that Gopi Bhav was worth worth having. Hmm. A couple of cowherds hmm, uh, who figured out that having me as a friend was a worthy ideal. Somehow they, they figured it out. Rupa Goswami explains in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that what we find in the Bhagavatam, the text of, of, of Vyas, that Krita Punya Punja, Sukadeva describes them. These guys, these boys hmm, that I'm talking about, they must have performed sadhana for lifetimes and lifetimes to have been able to arrive at such a position of intimacy with the absolute. Rupa Goswami goes on to say that there are some sadhakas from earth and some from heaven that come at uh, the time of Krishna's appearance. Feeling those pangs of separation, they, they, they enter his lila or he comes for them and a couple of rishis. Hmm? Who entered into the into the Madhurya Rasa through the through the through the to the, the Rasa Lila described in the Bhagavatam, but there's only a couple. Um, <laughs> most of the people Krishna experienced that, based on my appearance in the world, they worship me, but they worship me in a way that's not that they don't get me, they don't understand me. His experience was people don't understand me. Even my devotees don't understand me. Except for these, these rare couple of rishis and a few other, a uh, couple of, like I'm mentioning. Hmm? They don't understand me. They worship me with awe and reverence, hmm? like Venkateshwar in South India, Krishna deity. They worship me like that. And, and then they go to Vaikuntha. And when they go there, I'm not there. I don't have an abode in Vaikuntha like Ram does. Hmm? At least that's how it appears. Hmm? Every other Leela avatar has, a, has, a, has an abode in Vaikuntha where Narayan shows that face. This is one way of looking, but, but I don't. Hmm? So my devotees, they, there are many of them, they worship me, but they don't understand me. They don't get me. Hmm? And then they go, they worship in one way, but they don't get the corresponding result. They see me as some type of limited face of, of Narayan that doesn't even have an eternal abode. Hmm. So he's, this is one side of his experience. My devotees don't get me. Hmm. I have to do something about that. And secondly, and the two are really, really wedded together, really tied together. His reflection is, and I don't understand myself. My devotees don't understand me, and I don't understand myself. Hmm? What I saw in the Prakat Leela was that Radha in her separation from me. This is a special feature that characterizes in an overarching sense, the, the manifest Leela. Whereas the Aprakat, the unmanifest Leela is characterized by union. The Prakat Leela is characterized by separation. So the special experience of Radha's extreme separation 
when Krishna, having left the Rasa dance with her, leaving the other gopis in separation, subsequently left Radha as well to be found by the other gopis, and her separation exceeded, and ecstatic symptoms resulting from that, exceeded that of all other gopis put together, who then understood something about her position, and together with her, they, of course, went to the bank of the Jamuna, and they engaged in, in, in kirtan. And Krishna sheepishly came from, from the trees, peeking in and, and uh, observing their ecstasy. Um, he showed himself and made his confession that um, their love, and Radha's love in particular, of course, exceeds um, in ecstasy that of his own experience of Rasananda. And that there's something in himself that makes Radha the way she is, as I've often said, but he couldn't access it himself. He didn't understand himself, that means to say, as fully as Radha did. He didn't see everything about himself that makes him the way he is for others. From his own vantage point, he can't experience that. So, of course, at that time, he makes a commitment to um, make up for his inability to reciprocate lovingly in kind for the love of the gopis. And, um, and in doing so, of course, he seeks to experience from Radha's vantage point hmm, that about himself that makes her the way she is, makes her worshipable by him. So point being what? That these are the two reasons for then Krishna, having gone to the uppercut Leela after his manifest Leela, returning hmm, in an encore appearance as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu hmm, to teach the world through his example and his devotees in particular that there is a, an abode that corresponds with me it's beyond the Vaikuntha. It's the Maha Vaikuntha. You can't see it from Vaikuntha. Hmm? It's unknown to the inhabitants there. But uh, yes, I have, an, I have an abode that corresponds with the worship of me if you worship me in this way. Hmm? Particularly, he wanted to teach the devotees not only about his abode, some Smart Rishis, I say, figured it out, entered into the into his abode, the center of his abode. Um, others perhaps made it there to some extent, but only to Dwaraka. Hmm. But he wanted to teach the world about really what, what he is all about, which is corresponds with the center of the world of the lotus of Goloka, Vrindavan, Gokul, hmm. this pastoral bucolic. Um, setting where uh, intimacy with the absolute is the norm. Hmm? This, he explains through the pen of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, is what really makes him tick hmm? more than anything else. The more, as I have often said, that the srup shakti that bhakti is constituted of is present, the more the absolute Krishna, the object of love, is moving. Hmm? And in Vrindavan, he's never, there's, there's not a moment to rest. Hmm? Even at night, he's out 
all night, animated by the love of, 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 of the gopis in that, in that case. If we go to the other end of the spectrum, of course, in Brahman, there's, there's, there's no bhakti manifest there and the absolute is still and formless and so forth. As we start to move towards Golok through Vaikuntha, Sarup Shakti, bhakti is more manifest and the absolute takes a shape, hmm? has qualities, starts to move, has some leelas. And as we go to the end of the spectrum, of course, as I say, in Goloka, then there the Surup Shakti is fully manifest in Mahabhav Swarup and Ishirada and Krishna, the Absolute, is fully animated. So to tell his devotees about what really makes him tick, you're my devotee, you should know this about me. Hmm? Don't worship me to go to Baikuntha. Worship me to go to Goloka. And within Goloka, to this that place that really properly understood the Bhagavatam is showcasing directly and indirectly, directly by the, by the descriptions of of the the sentiments there uh, in Goloka, um, the uh, description of the the Braj Lila, and indirectly through the Matura Lila and the Dwarka Lila, properly understood, they're pointing back at the nature of that that realm. How there. Krishna is more present even in his apparent absence than he is present in his apparent presence in Dwarka. Hmm? A person is wherever their heart is, right? Wherever your heart is, wherever your mind is, that's where you are, regardless of where you may appear to be physically. So Krishna eternally resides in Braj, and he's animated by, uh, by, by the chastisement of Mother Yasoda, far more than he is by the Vedic hymns, hmm? praising him. Hmm? So this was his experience. People don't get me. Hmm? And for that matter, I realized in the Aprakat Leela, excuse me, through the Prakat Leela and the separation of Radha that I didn't really even understand myself. So I got to go back there hmm? and, uh, and, and make up for the shortcomings uh, I came to the world, people didn't understand me. I, I, I need to go and explain to them in detail and I need to do it by example because example it, it speaks louder than precept. What we do will be more important to our children than what we say, especially if what we say is different than what we do. They remember what we do and call us on that. So Mahaprabhu, as an expert teacher, Krishna as an expert teacher, Krishna as a teacher, this is Acharya Leela of Krishna. It's a very, it's not that easy, but it's relatively much easier to say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna are, are one, the same person, than it is to realize that. It's not easy to realize that. That coward romantic hmm, is 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 a, is is a brahmin boy who took sannyas to, to, <laughs> these uh, they they they're very very different in many respects they realize that is is it, it takes some real um, uh, focused uh, practice if you will hmm? but then that's what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is about so these two are inseparable 
intertwine, complementary, Gore Leela, Krishna Leela. I've described them as a, as a reversible jacket. Hmm? It's got gold sleeves and a gold collar, and it's black. And if you turn it the other way around, it has a black collar and black sleeves, and it's gold. Hmm? So Gore Leela is, is Krishna Leela turned around, but it's the same jacket. Hmm? Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, you know, we can philosophize about it, and we should, it would help us. He must be Krishna because he's obviously divine. Hmm? He's obviously some type of avatar from the, the you know, the traditional uh, perspective. He's some type of avatar, and some people can go that far, um, but that he's Krishna himself, uh, the two are the same. He's the avatar I mean, these are... Uh, extended ideas that not everybody can grasp. This was something, as I say, Krishna was himself dealing with. They don't get me. Um, so Gorlila is meant to just tell that in no uncertain terms. Um, uh, and so, you know, such a body of, of teaching is there through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's inspiration of Rupa Sanatana and so forth. Uh, we find, for example, well, how can Chaitanya Mahaprabhu be anyone other than Krishna when he's interested in, 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 in Leela, um, Leela Madhuriya? Faraha is not interested in Leela Madhuriya. Ramchandra is not interested in Leela Madhuriya. Hmm? Um, Narasimha is not interested in Leela Madhuriya. This is the, this is the quality of Krishna. Hmm? Leela Madhuriya, Venu Madhuriya, Rupa Madhuriya. Uh, um, prema Madhurya. Hmm. Um, and this is what, of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was interested in only hmm, as well. So the two are one, um, and the two histories are combined. So the history of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, is what I'm, what I'm saying is, comes out of the history of Krishna's appearance. Hmm. And that history of Krishna's appearance, the way we take it, is uh, we take it from our sources is the Bhagavatam describing the controlled meditative mind of Vyas focusing on the phenomenon of Krishna and what you know arose from that. Hmm? Um, now the interesting thing, um, an interesting thing from there, I think, is that um, while Krishna, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, makes an effort appearing in the world to speak about his abode, as I'm saying, that he has his own abode. Hmm? And the center of that abode is the kind of love that in his own Leela makes up the shortest period of time and is obscured by the Aishvarya of his Mathura and Dwarka Leelas, where he's a prince and he's establishing Dharma, speaking the Bhagavad Gita, and so again, on even a good number of his devotees, the Braj Leela is, is lost. Well, it's like, well, he was a child like this, but really the person, you know, that may be cute, but he, who he is, is who he is in his adult life. No, who he is is who he is in his, in his, in his adolescence, uh, in, in Braj. Of course, he never ages beyond adolescence. That's another thing. But 
in his in his in his youthful pastimes in Brudge is who he is. This is lost on you know the vast majority of of even his own devotees. So um, so he 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 wants to make that clear to them, and that the, the ways of love found there have um, uh, are have an abode, the bhavas there, have an abode that corresponds with that, that is of the, that is of the same nature. Those bhavas are eternal. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem, Sadhika Bunai, Shavanadi Sudha Chite, Kodi They're the same. Now, the what I, a point I'm getting to is that while Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna making an effort to speak about his own abode, this is, of course, the work we find in Sanatana Goswami's seminal text, Priyat Bhagavatamrita. What what are the two cantos of Priyat Bhagavatamrita about? They're about the highest kind of love that affords the greatest intimacy with the Absolute. And Nard goes through all the different levels, experiencing different devotees, and ultimately through through uh, uh, um, through Nard's search, of course, he um, he comes to he comes to Dwarka, and inadvertently reminds Krishna of the of the gopis and Krishna loses loses it if you will nard feels bad that he must have done something wrong krishna comes to external consciousness and tells him no no the best friend is one who who uh, reminds others about their their beloved hmm? obeisance to you nard who are the, the vaidhi bhakti manifestation of madhu mongol's rag in braj my Brahmin boy, there, uh, you have shown. Uh, he he is showing in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, Madhumangal and his expansion as Narada, hmm, the highest type of love, Gopi Bhav. Hmm? In the second canto of, of Gopal Champu, Gopal Champu, excuse me, uh, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, is then about the abode that corresponds with that love. So if it's the highest love, or if it's a real love, a real spiritual love, hmm, then it has to have a corresponding object and abode. Hmm? So Krishna himself, Sanatana's writing about this, this is what Krishna himself came to establish. I have an eternal abode. The, the way those people feel in Brudge, that those are real spiritual feelings for me. They do something for me that 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 doesn't compare to anything else, any other type of approach to me does. And there's a wonderful abode that corresponds with that. That's called uh, Brindavan, Gokul. Hmm? About the Mahavaikuntha. Hmm? So while Krishna is showing this, hmm, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after the disappearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The Goswamis, like I'm mentioning, Sanatan Goswami, in his text, other texts of Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, they're all making an effort to make the same point, hmm? among others, but this, this point, to, to underscore what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to teach. One part being that 
my devotees don't understand who I am and what it, what really turns me on, and I need to tell them. And secondly, I didn't understand myself, and so I've come to taste that. So they're writing about that. They're preoccupied with that. These are the immediate and founding acharyas of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. But after the passing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the thinking about his appearance doesn't end. And the Goswamis, having done what they did to establish a sampradaya, a lineage, credibly, by taking the Bengal boy, Nimai Pandit, and explaining him in Sanskrit with, with volumes and volumes of theology, Sanskrit being the, the religious language of the time, hmm? of the different sampradayas and so forth, which, which um, established themselves as credible uh, lines or lineages to, 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 to pathways to enter into the in trans, transcendence. Hmm? So the Goswamis did the work to establish the Chaitanya Sampradaya, the Gaudiya Sampradaya through their literature. They, they, they took the, as I often say, the ecstasy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which, like, which is like a great waterfall that you could not approach, and they turned it into a lake in the form of their writing that you could then bathe in and swim in and drink from and, and, and become acquainted with. Hmm? Um, so they, in a soft way, they didn't form like a corporation, but in a soft way, they institutionalized the ecstasy of Mahaprabhu in the form of their writing and established a credible uh, sampradaya. That was an important work, and it required the entirety of their um, energy and focus. But it left some focus to be taken up by the next uh, generation of devotees. And one of, the, one of those uh, focuses, an important one relative today, of course, is perhaps first appears in the work of Dhyan Chandra Goswami. Dhyan Chandra Goswami is, is a, um, was a disciple of Gopal Guru Goswami, who was an associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he's a generation later. Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Jivadharma writes towards the end of the text that the work that was begun by Rupa Goswami and, and Sanatan was later taken up in earnest by Dhyan Chandra Goswami and he became the principal representative. Hmm? And, he, and he penned um, a, a text that sought to show a gradual way of um, pursuing and attaining what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. And in the context of that book, what is it called? Uh, uh, she Gorgobindarjanaparati. So it's like a handbook. It, of course, Nadyan Chandra was steeped in, in, in Madhurya Rasa, in, in, in Manjari Bhav, so it's, it's focused in that way. But in Jaiva Dharma, he's teaching both the Brajanath and Vijay Kumar, who were both, who were in Sakya Rasa and Madhurya Rasa. <clears throat> um, and the, 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 the point I'm, I'm coming to here in the text is that there's a certain focus on Gaur Leela and on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
that corresponds in some ways with the reason that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to show, for example, that there is an eternal abode of Krishna, which corresponds with the worship, and so on and so forth. In other words, Dhyan Chandra began the work of, or answering the question, what about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself? What about the worship of him? Is there a bo- an abode that corresponds with that? There must be. The Goswamis didn't take up this work. They were preoccupied with establishing the Sampradaya in, in the first place and why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came and so on and so forth. But the fact that he came and he did what he did, it being significant as it is, doesn't is not the end of the story. Hmm? The afterthought is that he's so desirable in and of himself. Hmm? rather than just as a means to attain Krishna. Hmm? Krishna says it in a covert way uh, when he says, the fountain of Gaur Leela hmm, flows in all, Krishna Leela flows in all directions, like streams coming from the fountain of Gaur Leela. Pujapachritamar said it like this, first the giver, then the gift. Hmm? When someone gives you a gift, then you think about the giver. Maybe you think about the gift in the immediate, but afterwards you think about the giver. Somebody gives me some soap, every time I use it, I think of that person. Somebody gives me some socks, every time I put them on, I think of that person. Hmm? Knowing what they're like and what are they doing now. And I hope that Krishna will bless them. Hmm? And so forth. So the giver looms larger in one sense, then the gift, it outlives the gift even. Of course, we're talking about eternal things here, so it's not entirely the case. Hmm? But the giver, what is the importance of the giver? Beyond what he gave, what about himself as the giver? So there's a particular focus there. that we. I think it's the, I, probably the first place that we find it hmm? in, um, in, 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 in Gaudiya literature on the fact that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has an abode in the Paraviyom as well. Hmm? And it basically, it is the, the lotus within the lotus of, of Gokul. Hmm? You've seen it in the picture on Prabhupada. I think Prabhupada envisioned the, what became an artist's depiction, it was eventually depicted by an artist uh, for his cover of his uh, Srimad Bhagavatam on the first canto, this uh, blue sky <laughs> with planets of Vaikuntha with the names of the different avatars and the Shringa one, the Vamana one, and how they're all, all these little avatars have a manifest abode in Vaikuntha. And of course, the, cent- the center of that is a lotus, and there is Radha and Krishna. If you look carefully, behind them, is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performing Sankirtan with Nityananda Prabhu, Advaita Prabhu, Srivas, uh, Garadhar, etc. Hmm? Um, so uh, uh, we find in Gopa, in, in, in Jan Chandra's work, hmm, a beautiful uh, description of Navadvip and it's obviously not a description of the Prakat 
Lila. Hmm? I'll, if we get time here, I'll, I'll, I'll read something I've, I've rendered into, in, into my own uh, poetic rendering in, in English of that description. Uh, but not only does he describe Navadweep in such a way that it's obviously he's just talking about an apricot lila, he also speaks about how to envision oneself hmm, as a sadhaka uh, bearing the, the tea lock and so forth and entering into an eternal um, gore lila. And what he shows us there is that that amongst all the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, hmm, the most important associates are the Goswamis because they taught about Chaitanya Lila. They taught about Krishna Lila. They taught us the theology. They taught us the philosophy. And they also exemplified the way to enter there as sadhakas. Not all the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did taught us by their example how to be a sadhaka. Hmm? When Srinivasacharya wrote about the Goswamis, he, he not, you know, did he say, Sankhya Purvakanama Gananati B, they chanted this prescribed number of rounds, they, they paid obeisances to other Vaishnavas and so forth. They, 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 they led an ideal life as an example hmm, for us. We don't find that in Mother Sachi, for example. She's not showing the uh, example of how to enter into um, Krishna Leela. Hmm? They're in Gaur Leela, the Goswamis, in the Prakat Leela. And what is their relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Their relationship with Krishna is one thing. They're Manjaris. The, 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 the Dwarasa Gopals, same thing. They're in Krishna Lila. They're in Gaur Lila. Their relationship with Krishna is in Sakyarasta. But both of them hmm, have a relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, very clear from the literature, in Dasya Bhakti. And this is brought out by Dhyan Chandra Goswami. So the overriding ideas presented there, in this sense, is there's an eternal manifestation of Gaur Lila as well. Hmm? And the devotees can enter there in a swarup as a sadhaka. It's a land, bhumi, sadhana siddha bhumi. Sadhaka, sadhaka, sadhaka siddha bhumi. Where sadhakas, siddhas, are playing the role of sadhakas and showing the way to enter into Krishna Lila. So the overriding bhava of the swarup that one will attain for participating in Gaur Lila is Dasya Bhakti. It's a kind of Dasya Bhakti, of course, that corresponds with the Dasya Bhakti of Golok, of, of, of I should say, of, of Vrindavan, of Braj. Hmm? There we have Dasya, we have Sakya, we have Vatsalya and Madhurya. Hmm? The whole place is pervaded by Madhurya in one sense, Pujapachita Maharaj told me, just like sex life pervades the whole of material existence. Hmm. <laughs> that was this example. So the, in, the, in the broad sense, but in another sense, of course, it's the land of friendship. It begins with friendship. Hmm. And we can say it ends with friendship too. I'll just make a slight point in, in this regard for your, 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 your 
consideration. Hmm? The Dasya Bhakti of Braj is tinged with Sakya. Hmm? The Sakya Bhakti, there are forms of Sakya Bhakti tinged with Vatsalya. Hmm? There are expressions of Sakya Bhakti mixed with Madhurya. And the highest form of Madhurya hmm, is friendship. <laughs> we call it Surit, Surit, uh, Surit, uh, Surit Babulas. Hmm? <laughs> so this is, of course, a little bit, little bit, little bit different. But uh, those gopis, for example, like the Manjaris, they love the friend of the friend more than Krishna. They love Radha more than Krishna. Hmm? They love the friend of themselves, their associate, more than they love Krishna. I mean, it's about this much more, but it's, it's significant <laughs> nonetheless. That's a whole other ex explanation. But the point is, it's a land of friendship and love. Hmm? And, um, and, and so the, the, the Dasya Bhakti then of Gaurlila, of the eternal abode of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that corresponds with the Dasya of, of, of Braj. It's not the Dasya of Vaikuntha. Hmm? They're not worshiping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in awe and reverence there, but they're going with him in Kirtan to the house of Shivas every night. Hmm? They're listening to Sarupadamadar perform Leela Kirtan in each spot during each division of the day that transforms, that trans, transports Chaitanya Mahaprabhu into Krishna Leela. And all of the associates in Dasya Bhakti serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enter into their swarups in Krishna Leela, going back and forth, back and forth. Hmm? So, as there is worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so there is an abode that corresponds with him. Hmm? And the worship, the nature of the bhava there is the bhava that we see exhibited by the Goswamis who are teaching the way, not only to Krishna Lila, but to Gaur Lila hmm, as well. Hmm? They're appearing in Gaur Lila as they do, hmm? as in Dasya Bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We see that throughout Chaitanya Charitamrita to Chaitanya Bhava, how the Goswamis related to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is along with Nityananda Prabhu, they are the Samasti Gurus, the macrocosmic manifestation of the Guru. So as we have a relationship with the microcosmic manifestation of the Guru in the Guru Parampara, our Guru, so we will have a relationship with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as well. Hmm? He is Krishna and is Acharya Leela. So in Dasya Bhakti, but a special kind of Dasya Bhakti that's tinged with Sakya. Hmm? And so it's not in awe and reverence, but it's, it, it, we have a service we could bring a towel, bring water, hmm? bring his shoes, and so forth. But we're fully participating there in Kirtan, bathing in the Ganga, throughout the eight divisions of the day, entering into, even in Sakyarasa, entering into, into parts of the Leela that ordinarily one would not in Braj, hmm? that are exclusive to Madhurya. Rasa, for example, Nisha Leela, the nighttime Leela, the Nishanta Leela, the early morning Leela, the Radhakund Leelas at midday. Mostly Krishna's friends don't participate in these things. But in their Gore Leela Sarups, 
they will participate in them. And there are some ways in which they do participate. That is the Narmasakas do participate. I've written about that. And I think with that, let me read a little something if I can find it here. Um, uh, before we take questions, the description I said I would read tonight of, of um, let's call it Nityanavadweep. And you can see from the description, I'm going to read it to you, um, how it's describing an aprakat lila, not just the, the manifest lila. On the beautiful bank of the Ganga, Dhyan Chandra writes, lies Navadweep Dham, decorated with delightful groves and gardens. It's shaped like a like the shell of a tortoise. There, there uh, rows upon rows of palatial buildings resound with the sound of Prem Sankirtan. Jayantrana says, I pray to Navadweep Dham, non-different from Sri Vrindavan Dham and unequaled in the three worlds. The banks of the Ganga are adorned with beautiful blossoming trees vines and vines cooled by the gentle breeze arising from her waves. Swarms of black bees play happily amidst the four varieties of lotus flowers while swan. Yes? Right. Swarms of black bees play happily amidst four varieties of lotus flowers, while swans, chakravakas, and other birds play within the water. The bathing guts on her banks are made of precious gems. She exhibits a variety of ecstasies, purified and colored by the dust of Gore's lotus feet. The soil in this sacred land along the banks of the Ganga is a beautiful golden color. This most auspicious Navadweep has been inundated by a flood of Krishna Prem and is worshiped by a great number of devotees. There are various kinds of fruits and flowers in the trees and creepers, groups of multi colored birds lost in prame sing sweet sounds that steal away the hearts and ears of everyone. The opulence of Navadweep Dham is extraordinary within transcendence. There are trees there with emerald trunks, branches of gold, delicate sapphire and ruby leaves, buds of coral, diamond flowers, and viduria-like fruits. These indescribable trees are eternally self-effulgent within that great ever-existing city. Lives a group of mild-natured Brahmins, 
You should become one of them. Their houses are surrounded by pleasant courtyards, beautiful pleasure groves and gardens. Here and there among the groves are sporting areas with platforms for sitting. There are effulgent, there, excuse me, effulgent devotees are always engaged in great festivals and celebrations because in each of their houses, a murti of Krishna resides. So there is a place hmm, somewhere above and beyond the rainbow that corresponds with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Prakatlila, just like there is a place that corresponds with Krishna Lila, and the two are intertwined, one lotus within the other lotus. And this is the idea, the prominent idea in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Worship in Navadvip in Dasya Bhakti. Hmm, um, Worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu, following the example of the Goswamis, and live at the same time in Vrindavan as a Gopa or a Gopi. Hmm? Does anyone have any questions? Hello? Now we're all here. Anybody have a question? You have to unmute yourself. Guru Maharaj, can you hear me? I can. Um, the uh, Leela and the Prakat Leela seem so different, I have to say, both in Krishna Leela and uh, Chaitanya Leela. But the Krishna Leela seems a lot more the same than it does for Lord Chaitanya. And that brings me to the idea that there's a, in the eternal Navadweep, we, we essentially take birth as a Brahmin boy. And then we go back and forth between that and being a Gopa or a Gopi. I, I have to say, I, it confuses me somewhat. And I was hoping maybe you could, <laughs> maybe you could talk about this a little bit more just so that I, yeah, I've talked about this a lot, and, and you're the only person I've ever heard that has brought this up. I mean, maybe Pujapad Sridhar Maharaj did, but Prabhupada never brought this up. So I would be interested just to understand this a little bit better. Well, of course, I've given you some references to draw upon. Uh, I'm not the first person to talk about it. Uh, referred to Dhyan Chandra Goswami. But... Right. Uh, but um, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has said um, that some devotees favor Krishna Leela, some favor Gaur Leela, some favor both. Mm, so you have options. If it's too confusing, you can just pick one. Mm. <laughs> um, but <laughs> once I talked to Bhaktivinoda Narayan Marsh, who had just been in Navadweep, going to the, you know, through the Parikram for Gaur Pranim and so forth. So I said, so did you have a happy time? He said, oh, yes, very happy, he said. And then uh, I said to him, um, forget what I said, but something to the effect about Gorlila and, you know, eternal identity and Gorlila and so forth. And he said, I have no imagination for that. That's what he told me. <laughs> so uh, he didn't mean it was just an imagination or he wasn't dismissing it, but he was expressing his own focus on Christian Lila that um, to me, 
said, well, he is a devotee who focuses on Krishna Lila. Some focus will focus on Gaur Lila. Some focus on both. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a statement I should mention in the Upanishads cited by um, Bhalde Bidibhusan in his Govinda Bhasya, his commentary on Vedanta Sutra, where in a section of the, the end of the book in the fourth um, Adhyay, the fourth chapter, the fourth section, the first division, the subject is um, there, of course, is, 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 is Mukti, the nature of Mukti. And the question arises whether Mukti is formless or without a form. So he cites the Upanishads and a statement uh, from one of them, I forget which one, which had said there are many forms, one can have many forms and so on and so forth. Um, this statement um, should whenever we mention it, I think it should be qualified to say what this means within Gaudiya Vaishnavism is that you can have a, you can have multiple forms and you can have a form in Gaurila, you can have a form in Krishna Lila. doesn't mean you can have a form as a gopi in Krishna Lila, you can have a form as a gopa, you can have a form as a, uh, as a cow too, as many as you want. That, you have to see how it pertains, that statement, to Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Hmm? So the possibility is there. I'm explaining the possibility, and it's a possibility that is pretty mainstream uh, Gaudi Vaishnavism. Hmm? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not doing that, Guru Maharaj. I'm not yeah, doing that. I, yeah, just, no, I, know, I know that. There are some obscure, with regard to this point, sectors of Gaudi Vaishnavism that, 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 that question the idea that there's an eternal abode of Chaitan, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela and think of it only as a Prakat Lila, because the Goswamis don't talk about it, but I've, I think I've explained that, that, um, that in succession, um, further light may come. Now, <laughs> unfortunately, in, in seeking to shed further light on the significance of Gaur Lila, sometimes it's taken to extremes that contradict what very important Devotees and authors have said about it. For example, both Vrindavan Das and Krishnadas have said there's, there's no parakya for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Right. So if you want to emphasize Chaitanya Mahaprabhu too much, suddenly he becomes the Nagi, Nader, Nagara, the Nadia Nagar, the, 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 the hero of, the romantic hero of Nadia, and he's got many uh, gopis and manjaris of of uh, Vishnu Priya and so forth. This has been, this idea has, has not been entertained by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami or Vrindabandas uh, Thakur. Um, but again, um, the uh, emphasis on, on the possibility of, of Dasya Bhakti in an eternal Gorlila, that makes sense. And there is, there is clear acceptance of that. Um, throughout the Sampradaya. Now, your question seems to be more like, how does it all work? Uh, it's a little, my head's spinning from this and so forth. Uh, well, you have to go there to find out, but uh, <laughs> obviously there are, you know, we should be happy to know that there are possibilities therein that exceed the possibilities of our present um, limited uh, experience. Um, but, you know, at the same time, materially speaking, we are different people in different circumstances in relation to different, to different persons at the same time. At the same time, we're a father to some, we're, 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 we're a husband, you know, to, 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 to another and a friend 
to another. So we, we have different um, um, identities in different circumstances. But um, you know, that, that analogy doesn't really do, do justice to it, but um, it's something to help us appreciate the idea. Uh, but I would say to you that, um, that, that one who attains a, a swarup in Krishna Leela and a swarup in Gaur Leela, the, the swarup in Krishna Leela is eternally going on. The swarup in Gaur Leela is eternally going on. In the context of the Gaur Leela, hmm? right. so you're in two different Leelas at the same time, in, with the same person, Krishna, in two different moods, so you have a different dress, a different form, and a different bhava, really, that, that, that they correspond with, that corresponds with the form of Krishna with, with whom you are present, with, with whom you are in, in, in Leela. Hmm? The, the, the unique thing then about the Gaur Leela, of course, is that in the context of, of that, uh, of relishing that bhav in Dasya Bhakti for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, suddenly the fact unbeknownst to you, <laughs> In that Leela, have a form in Krishna Leela. Hmm? And the form in Krishna Leela doesn't know you have a form in Gaur Leela. Hmm? So it's just like, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates, or Krishna's associates, Krishna, uh, Jiva Goswami says in Krishna Sandarbha that when they, Krishna appears in the world along with his associates, they're still there in Golok, even though they've come here. And here they don't know that they're there in Golok, and they're in Golok, they don't know that they're here either. <laughs> So uh, it's uh, it's an interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming Vishnu Priya and Mother Sachi and everybody's also there, and the also there. Also, and the, they're also in the eternal navigri. You know? Oh, yeah. of course, yeah. of course, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. And, it, and it, fa- it, I'm assuming his father would be there also, even though he disappears in the Bacatli. He's he's there. He's there with him and the. Yes, yes. Yes, it's a very charming uh, village, Navadweep. All the associates are there. They all love Nimai Pandit. He's not a sannyasi. He's not leaving. Hmm? He never goes He never goes to take sannyas. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, I, I love the, uh, you know, when I went to Bengal, I was so charmed by Navadweep Parikrama, even more than Vrindavan. I was just so... It was it's such a wonderful um, place, actually. You know, so yes. I, I I relish the idea of of uh, at some time being able to go in the eternal Navadweep. So thank you, Guru Maharaj. Krishna Leela, the, the story of this begins, of course, in in Himalayas and uh, where the Ganges begins up there, and. Ganges reaches, Ganges reaches its culmination in Bengal, in the Bay of Bengal. There we find Gorlila. Gorlila is the culmination of Krishna Leela. Hmm? The point being today is we want to underscore the importance of Gorlila. It's not just a stepping stone to go in another Leela and leave it behind. Hmm? It, 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 if you reach deep as you can into Krishna Leela, it turns into Gorlila. Wow. What else? Another question? We have, we have two follow-up questions, first from Pranada and then from Mahara. Okay, good. If I understood correctly, you said that those in Sakyaras who are in Goralila during certain moments when they're um, entering into Krishna Lila, 
they're entering actually in ways that they are not able to enter at certain times in Krishna Leela. Um, did I understand that correct? Or they're experiencing something within Gora Leela? Not exactly. What I'm saying is that, let's say, for example, a Priyasaka, a friend of Krishna, who's not a Narmasaka, he's not going to participate in Krishna's midday Leelas at Radhakund. Hmm? Right? But if someone was to cultivate that type of bhava among the associates of, of Nityananda with the Dvadasugo Pauls, the 12 principal cowherds, some of them are Priyasakas and some of them are, are Narmasakas, right? Hmm? So both these opportunities are there for us. We emphasize, of course, the Narmasaka bhava because it's the fullest expression of, of Sakirasa. Narmasakas are not Priyasakas who sometimes get influenced by Madhurya. They're a different species altogether. They have their own Anubhavs separate from the Priyasakas. They're a different age than the Priyasakas and so on and so forth. Hmm? And they're always attuned to Krishna who's always attuned to Madhurya Rasa, you know, to love of Radha. So they're, they're, they're always influenced by that. They're a special group. They go, for example, to Radhakund, right? That bhava, I want to say, follows Krishna to assist him and assist Radha. They, they, they're giving their life for that. Hmm? They, in Krishna Leela, there's great risk involved in the midday Leelas. Hmm? And Subal, as Radha's Manjaris are, they're prepared to risk their whole lives to make that union come about. We should draw from that, that for us to enter there, we have to be prepared to risk our whole lives, sacrifice our whole lives in its entirety. Hmm? Um, but I'm getting away from the point, um, although it's interesting. <laughs> uh, the point is that the Priya Sakas and the other Sakas, the, 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 the Surat Sakas and, and the ordinary Sakas, if there could be anything ordinary there, they stay with Balaram. They don't go with the Priyanarma Sakabhav to Radhakund. Hmm? They're not participating in that bhava. But those who attain that bhava of a Priyasaka, but who simultaneously attain a Dasya Bhav Swarup in Gorlila, in Gorlila they will participate in the midday Leelas. In Gorlila, they'll, they'll stay up all night hmm, and do Sankirtan. In Gorlila, they'll be present in the Nishanta early morning Leela when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wakes up and has to get back, back home. Hmm? You understand? In their Gorlila Sarup, they'll be participating in all divisions. In their Krishna Sarup, they'll, only, they'll, be, they'll be participating in the midday Leela with Balaram. They won't be in the Nisha Leela. They won't be in the Nishanta Leela. Now, Narmasakas are a little different, so there are exceptions for, for them to be present in all of the eight divisions of the day. That's another thing. Does that help to clarify what my point was? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Okay. The question. So, Mahara and then Chittahari has a question. Um, I was just reading in the, I mean, I think I read this in the Prams of Arta that Jagannath Pandit said that you have to equally 
want Gora Leela and Krishna Leela. <laughs> no, <laughs> makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. um, again, you know, um, time. some things are written by devotees who feel strong. And have that experience, so they're going to say that it may not be necessarily an absolute. There are devotees, as I said, few as they may be, a couple of rishis who obtained Madhuri Rasa without even knowing about Gorlila prior to the Gorlila's um, becoming manifest. So there are exceptions and whatnot. But but I have in my short career here had emphasized Gorlila considerably. I know that devotees always like my talks on Chaitanya Charitamrita. I hear them uh, many, many times. Um, appreciating that, uh, telling me that. So I have put an emphasis, uh, especially earlier in my uh, life on Gaur Leela. It's been very fruitful. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that uh, comment from Prima Vivarta. Anything else about that? Are you hearing me? Apparently not. No, yeah, I'm hearing you. Um, Mahara, we, we had muted her, so she... Thank you. That was good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Chittahari and then Raphael after okay. Chittahari. Um, so with regard to the Brahman Sarup in Navadweep, um, I understand it. And I was reading an article recently by Narsingh Maharaj where he was really emphasizing that Gorlila is much safer for sadhikas to focus on because there's no possibility really of making offense to the Leela there. Um, so I was just kind of thinking of um, for Ajata Ruchi sadhikas, then we should we, in terms of doing like a, the internal smarnam, we should just focus on the, the Gorlila roof. And is that what you would recommend? and not really considered or be too concerned with Krishna Leela? I, I wouldn't look at it exactly like that. Um, but I would say, as Sridhar said, that uh, um, that if you come to Golok, the gates of Golok, if you will, and you say, you know, they sent me here from Navadweep, they'll say, come right on in. You know, coming from Navadweep, no, no questions asked. Come right in. So Gaur Leela is the express route to Krishna Leela, that's a fact. Therefore, there should be considerable emphasis on that where the method to attain Krishna Leela is exemplified by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We should take it up. Um, and uh, you may have a focus to, which is the ideal in one sense, to enter into the kirtan in the, in the courtyard of Srivastakur, where, for example, all the eternal associates of Mahaprabhu had their Krishna Leela Swaroops revealed hmm, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this is another way of saying Gaur Leela will show all of this. So there has to be an emphasis on Gaur Leela and the teaching that we derive from there, the method that we derive from there, um, and, 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 and the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, and so forth, which will naturally, you can't, Focus on Gorlila. This is where I would differ. 
You can't focus on Gaurdi without focusing on Krishna. Gaurdi is about focusing on, on Krishna Leela and how to focus on Krishna Leela. So it's inevitable that you will um, uh, become acquainted with both. Uh, so I wouldn't think that just to focus on Gaurlila in, in, in that way, that sounds like a little, how are you, you going to do that? How are you going to focus on Gaurlila without focusing on uh, Krishna Leela? When Gaur, if you follow, for example, the Asakalila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, well, he, when he goes to uh, uh, out, to begin performing Sankirtan in the in in the um, forenoon uh, pastimes, and he sees in the, on the Ganga Delta some coward boys herding cows. He is along with Nityananda was trans, transported into 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 Krishna Leela, and the associates go with him hmm? relative to their swarup in in Krishna Leela. Hmm? So. It seems hard to focus on Gorlila without, you know, in such a way that you don't focus on Krishna Leela. But to, but to focus on Krishna Leela through Gorlila and, and complement your focus on Gorlila with insights about um, the, the ideal and so forth. Um, and it may be, it, I think it is easier for most devotees to put, let's say, more focus on Gorli and what it's like, you know, it's, it's advocating a life of sacrifice, self-giving, uh, and so forth. Uh, and, and, um, in general, uh, and, um, and, um, the, the life of a sadhaka hmm, in the beautiful life, the beauty of the life of a sadhaka, hmm, how it's beautiful in and of itself to be a sadhaka. This is Gorlila. And we we're living in an extension of of Gorlila. So so it's 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 a little bit easier to meditate on on Gorlila, but not in such a way that you know I'm not going to think about Krishna Lila. That's not safe. You know, it's pretty safe Krishna Lila. <laughs> I think I know what the Maharaj meant when he when, when he wrote something like that. But uh, I would uh, I respond in that way. I hope that helps. Yeah, what else? Thank you. We have um, Raphael is next. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? See, si. yeah, yes, we can. Good. Um, I need to move a few steps back uh, uh, as regards my questions. And my first question is why God made complicated for all of us by showing this path through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Wouldn't it be easier to show everyone um, the way how uh, Ramanuda Charya approached uh, by chanting Om Namo Narayana? And wouldn't it be easier uh, for um, our um, philosophy uh, follow like, you know, Bible or New Testament to introduce and this path um, and worship towards uh, Narayana, Narayana, or any kind of uh, uh, Vaishnava, according to uh, old uh, traditions, and it wouldn't be easier uh, for to send like a charya like liberal path who could teach uh, how to approach God, you know, in this kind of way, rather than go through the different lilas and just make it complicated for us, like you know. <laughs> uh, 
because it is very complicated religion, you know, uh, compared to uh, Christianity, in my opinion, you know, and even I have a great ins uh, inspiration and uh, attraction uh, to, uh, uh, to, 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 to Narayan to think that God is a great, God is omnipresent, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, uh, want to uh, elevate him, you know, and have a relationship in the same time uh, through, for example, through Jesus, you know, but and contemplative about him. But why God made this extension, you know, <laughs> after a few centuries after Ramanujit Acharya uh, appeared to make a complex, you know, and for us it's easy because we practice this, there's only 100 devotees, but what's about hundreds of millions, you know, who cannot get to this subject so deeply, you know? So maybe Vaikuntha is enough, maybe it's enough for us. Mm -hmm. That's right. my question is. Right, well, it's not that God made things complicated, but God is complicated. God is not a simple subject. Uh, he's complicated. People are complicated. Every individual is, is very complicated. How long does it take to know a person? You can live with them for years and realize, I, I, didn't, I, knew, I didn't know him. Finally, I know him. <laughs> Let me out here. Uh, so people are complicated. God is complicated. He's multifaceted. And for the most part, what you say is true. God does and has already appeared in the world and sent acharyas to teach about him uh, in ways that correspond more with the kind of Aishvarya or reverence that we find towards God in other religious traditions across the board. Um, uh, so Ramanuja already appeared, Madhva already appeared, um, uh, uh, and so forth. They already taught that. Their teachings are there. But that doesn't mean that Krishna doesn't exist. He does exist. Hmm? And he is who he is. And unfortunately, he complicates everything, being as complicated as he is. <laughs> but uh, the beauty, of course, of his descent is is that while he is revealing himself and a very complex uh, theological figure who's difficult to attain, he's given the easiest method that you could take up to attain him, which is basically Nam Kirtan, to chant his name. And at the same time, the easiest way to attain Narayan and Vaikuntha is through Nam Kirtan. So if you look at the, the, the school of Ramanuja, it's actually pretty complicated how to actually do all the worship and, and, and so forth compared to just do Kirtan, hmm? which anybody anybody can do anywhere at any time. So at the same time that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Prabhupada, representative of him and so forth, are teaching about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the complexity of Krishna Leela and the intimacy therein, that is different than the Aishvarya Bhav, you know, in other traditions and so forth, and other 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 schools of Hinduism. Um, at the same time, they're giving a method by which you could easily attain Aishvarya Bhav if you want. And there are people that chant Nam Sankirtan because Nam Sankirtan is the Dharma, according to Hinduism, of Kali Yuga. So it's the ordinary Dharma make, which makes an, which makes for an easy way method to attain Vaikuntha. Hmm? So you can take that part out if you like and say, here, 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates have given an easy method. It's easier than what Ramanuja has given to attain Vaikuntha. Hmm? Chant the names of God. Hmm? Simple. That, that's the be all and end all of it. Chant the names of God. It's the best way to enter into meditation, to cleanse your heart, and so on and so forth. You don't have to do other purificatory processes. You don't have to go through the karma marg and then the gyan marg and then come to bhakti as you do in the Ramanuja school and so forth. Um, and uh, it's analogous in some ways to, you know, Christian singing about Jesus. I suppose they have, they have songs and um, it's celebratory and, and so forth. So anyway, it's an easy method to attain on reverence there. Easier than what Ramanuja is given, easier than what Madhva is given. And at the same time, if you want to look more closely at it, then it's an easy method to attain, to attain something that's, that's otherwise impossible to attain, that association with Krishna in Braj. So there's two sides to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There's the breadth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission, and there's the depth of it. The depth of it is about these intimate, deep, complicated theologically complicated insights and so forth, meditations and so on. And the breadth of it is, is that, it, that, it, that, it, it, that it's the Yuga Dharma for everyone. So in the Hare Krishna mantra, for example, well, um, both things are there. You can attain the depth or you can focus on the breadth. So there are people, I'll give you a story. There was a devotee of, of ISKCON, a member of ISKCON, devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who became frustrated with ISKCON. Hey, I can sympathize with that. Um, and, uh, and so, but unfortunately, he gave up Gaudiya Vaishnavism because uh, he was frustrated with ISKCON and ISKCON was the, you know, the representation of Gaudiya Vaishnavism that he had uh, acquaintance with, apparently. Rather than seek further acquaintance with Gaudiya Vaishnavism, he acquainted himself with Ramanuja Vaishnavism, Sri Vaishnavism. Hmm? And he felt comfortable there. Hmm. Um, he didn't encounter uh, things that he did in the discon that, that, that discouraged him. So uh, one day in South India, he was going to enter into uh, the Sri Rangam temple, which is the capital, if you will, of the Ramanuja Sampradaya. But the man at the door, the priest at the door said, no, only Hindus can come in here. He said, no, no, no I'm a Hindu. He said, no, 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 only Hindus can come in here. And he said, well, he, wait, here's my paper. You see, I have been initiated. I'm officially Hindu. I'm initiated in Ramanuja Sampradaya. He said, no, 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 no. Only Hindus can come in here. Can I come in? Hmm? He was a, a Westerner. And so he tried and tried, and the, and the, and the priest wouldn't let him in. Hmm? And then in frustration, without thinking about it, he said, oh, Hare Krishna. And the priest said, oh, Hare Krishna, come in. <laughs> you can come in. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Hare Krishna is the easy way to enter into, into Vaikuntha. That's one way to think about it. <laughs> what else? Another question? Thank you, Guru Maharaj. there's a Spanish question from Jibesh Ananda. Okay. Do you see it? Okay. 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 So, so then there's a question from Omkar and Bamsidas. They're both. They have similar ones. A follow up to 
So Umkar just is asking, um, he's heard it. you talk. Yeah, you can see it. And then you can see Vamsidas also. So Umkar is asking that he never heard me talk much about Chaitanya Bhagwat. What do I think about reading it? Yes, a very important book. Um, the, 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 um, one of the important uh, aspects of features of Chaitanya Bhagwat that differentiates it from Chaitanya Charitamrita is that it has more focus on the Navadvip Leelas. Hmm? So Krishna Kaviraj and Chaitanya Charitamrita defers to Chaitanya Bhagwat when it comes to speaking about the um, Navadvip Leelas and he focuses more on the Madhi Leela and then on the Anti Leela. And of course, it's the Navadvip Leelas, the Adi Leela that we seek to enter into not the Madhya Leela of Jagannath Puri or the, or the Anti Leela. Hmm? Um, and so it's a very significant book in that sense. And, um, and at the same time, it's not as theologically um, complicated as Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hmm? Um, and so it's a little easier to access as well. It's highly recommended. Um, to read Chaitanya Bhagavat. Then I see a question from Bamsi Das. He says, somewhat connected to Omkar's question, which we just answered, which text most vividly illustrates and illuminates the details of the Aprakat Gaur Leela in Nityanabhadweep? Chaitanya Charitamrita or Chaitanya Bhagavat? Shri Gaurangalilamrita, etc. Well, um, you know, between the two, Chaitanya Bhagavad and Chaitanya Charitamrita, as I've said, because the Chaitanya Bhagavad focuses on Navadweep rather than Jagannath Puri leaders, it, it, it is more um, um, preferable in, 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 in that regard, you could say. Uh, Goranga Lilamrita is, a, is a, I think that's a small book uh, written by a disciple of Vishwanathakuri Thakur, perhaps about the eight divisions of the day in, in Gorlila. That's a nice little book. There, there's the, a book by Siddha Krishnadas as well, uh, usually referred to as the Gutika, um, that uh, also speaks about uh, the eight divisions of the day in Gorlila. Now, I've written about that as well um, in my book that I'm writing. The last section of my book is looking at the eightfold divisions of the day in the Aprakat Leela of Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from the vantage point of, a, of an Armasaka. So that should be coming out soon enough. That would be something worth reading as well. So with that, I think we've had some good questions and an interesting discussion, and we should bring it to a close. We've spoken for a little longer than usual today. So thank you all very much for your interest in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And uh, I hope to continue to have your association going forward. Sriman Mahaprabhu ki jai or jai or ki jai Ativedanta Tripurari Swami Guru Maharaj Ki Jai. Thank you so much for the beautiful class. Um, 
Amanoa Swami, did you want to make an announcement about the classes for next month? Do you want to say anything about that? Because I didn't get a notice. Um, to the devotees, yeah, because, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 